What if the key to triumph wasn't on the battlefield, but on your dinner plate? Let's explore how fasting could be your secret weapon for victory. This is Cherie. Welcome to Meditating the Word. It's day nine of our 21-day fast. Let's read our foundational scripture for this series, Mark 9:29. Jesus said, This kind can only come out by prayer and fasting. This tells us that sometimes fasting is required. Today we're going to talk about fasting for victory. We'll look at an account of fasting in 2 Chronicles 20, and we'll also look at a false fast in 1 Kings 21. Let's take a look at the reign of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. He wasn't a perfect king, but Jehu the seer told him that there was some good in him, because he rid the land of the Asherah poles and set his heart on seeking God. He went out through the country turning people back to God and appointed judges in the land. In Jerusalem, he appointed Levites, priests, and heads of families to administer the law and to settle disputes. Let's pick up the story in Second Chronicles 20, verse 1. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites, with some of the Maonites, came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, from the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hazazan Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in the front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now, here are men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession that you gave us as an inheritance. Our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah, with their wives and children and little ones, stood there before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, 
the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, and descendant of Asaph, as he stood in the assembly. He said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeruel. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow, and the Lord will be with you. Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground, and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korahites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God, and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out at the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord, for his love endures forever. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. The Ammonites and Moabites rose up against the men from Mount Seir to destroy and annihilate them. After they finished slaughtering the men from Seir, they helped to destroy one another. When the men of Judah came to the place that overlooks the desert and looked toward the vast army, they saw only dead bodies lying on the ground. No one had escaped. So Jehoshaphat and his men went to carry off their plunder, and they found among them a great amount of equipment and clothing and also articles of value, more than they could take away. There was so much plunder that it took three days to collect it. On the fourth day, they assembled in the valley of Barakah, where they praised the Lord. This is why it is called the Valley of Barakah to this day. Then, led by Jehoshaphat, all the men of Judah and Jerusalem returned joyfully to Jerusalem, for the Lord had given them cause to rejoice over their enemies. They entered Jerusalem and went to the temple of the Lord with harps and lyres and trumpets. The fear of God came on all the surrounding kingdoms when they heard how the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel, and the kingdom of Jehoshaphat was at peace, for his God had given him rest on every side. Some of my favorite verses are in this account. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your positions, stand firm, and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Now let's contrast this with an account of a false fast in 1 Kings. We already talked about King Ahab's fast of repentance and how God delayed judgment because of it, but this is part of the backstory. When Naboth refused to give his vineyard, which was his family inheritance, to King Ahab, his wife Jezebel took matters into her own hand. We'll start reading in 1 Kings 21.7. Jezebel, his wife, said, Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting, and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people. But seat two scoundrels opposite him, and have them bring charges that he has cursed both God and the king. Then take him out and stone him to death. So the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city did as Jezebel directed in the letters she had written to them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth in a prominent place among the people. Then two scoundrels came and sat opposite him and brought charges against Naboth before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. You'll notice there was no praying involved, no seeking God. In fact, had the leaders sought God, they never would have followed through with the rest of Jezebel's instructions. Instead, an innocent man was killed, all for the extreme selfishness and abuse of power of the king and queen. Why is this account important and relevant to us today? It shows us that just abstaining from food, while it may have physical benefits, doesn't benefit us spiritually. It is fasting and praying combined that is the key to positioning ourselves to receive from and hear from God. My Disclaimers I am not a medical professional, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as medical advice. Please, if you fast, fast responsibly. If you have any underlying health issues or an unhealthy relationship with food, do not fast. And if you're going on an extended fast, it's a good idea to check with your doctor first. All right, let's check in. Have you chosen scriptures to stand on while fasting? Are you meditating on them? Are you spending extra time in prayer, listening for that still, small voice? Keep a journal of any thoughts, ideas, or breakthroughs that come. What about your energy, clarity, strength? How does your body feel? Remember to take it easy on yourself as you fast and monitor your weight loss. You don't want to lose an unhealthy amount of weight. Also, stay well hydrated by drinking lots of water. Here's how I'm doing. I'm down another 1.6 pounds. I'm drinking a gallon of water a day and 
walking at least 10,000 steps. My energy is great. I have a little bit of upper back pain and continue to use my back roller daily for relief. I'm spending lots of time in the Word and in prayer every day and standing on God's promises. All right, I'm going to pray over you. Father God, in the face of battles and challenges, both seen and unseen, we take comfort in your word. We are not afraid or discouraged, for the battle is not ours, but yours. We lay down our fears and anxieties at your feet, trusting in your power and might, and in the victory that Jesus has already won. You are our fortress and shield, our unshakable refuge in times of trouble. As we stand in the midst of life's storms, we rely not on our own human ability, but in your strength and guidance. We take up our position with courage and stand firm in faith, standing in the winner's circle. As we fast, we listen for your voice, leading us and directing our steps. Your peace, which surpasses all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for the deliverance you have already provided in every aspect of our lives. Your grace and mercy go before us in every battle we face, and you are our rear guard. We go into every battle with praise. We see your mighty hand at work and celebrate the victories that are a testament to your love and power. We surrender all to you, confident that we will not have to fight the battle. We go forward in your battle armor, and having done everything to stand, we stand steadfast in the victory in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining me on Meditating the Word today. This is Cherie, reminding you that you are in my prayers. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.